Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash relationship advice. So on this next post, I'm going to replace certain words with armpit hair. But suffice to say, this story isn't actually about armpit hair. I have to be cautious because of YouTube demonetization, so it's up to you to figure out what I really mean when I say armpit hair. So yesterday, my girlfriend casually asked me how I prefer her armpit hair to be groomed. She usually keeps her short but neat. I assumed she just wanted to change things up but wanted my opinion, so I answered honestly and said that I find completely shaven attractive. But in the grand scheme of things, I couldn't care less. It's not a turnoff if there's hair, and that I like the way she has it now. Well, it turns out that she had a lecture today at college, she studies psychology, and the topic was on people who abuse kids. Apparently, one of the talking points was that people in that group are attracted to the lack of body hair. When she told me this, I asked her, are you seriously calling me a member of that group because I find completely shaven attractive? Can I just point out that you're 21, not 12? She basically skirted around my questions and then stormed out of my apartment when I kept pressing her on it. As she left, she called me revolting and is now ignoring my calls and text messages. What the F? Honestly, I'm not even sure where to go from here. We've never had any issues, and I was planning on proposing in the next year. Where has this even come from? And then OP posted an update. So, an update to my previous post. She ignored my messages and calls for three days, at which point she texted me asking if I was free for her to come over for a movie night. I told her, sure, but we need to talk about what happened before anything else. She replied with, about what? I figured it was best to wait until I actually saw her in person before trying to discuss the issue, which I did. When she arrived, we sat down, and I started by saying that I was upset by our last conversation, and I'd like to discuss what happened. At which point she said, It doesn't need to be discussed. Can we leave it? I said, Not really, no. I'd like to get to the bottom of what actually happened, and also discuss your reaction of storming out, and not talking to me for three days, and then acting like nothing's happened. She basically refused to discuss it, so I told her that if we can't at least discuss what happened, then I want to break up, and that she needed to get her stuff that she has in my apartment and leave. She lost her mind, bawling and screaming so much that my neighbor came and knocked on the door to check if everything was okay. He's a chill dude, so I asked if he could stay while she got her stuff together, as she seemed to calm down once he was present. She basically sulked around, slamming cupboards while she got her stuff, and then left. So, yeah, no real answers, and I'm still super confused as to what happened. I texted her mom to keep an eye on her, as I'm kind of thinking she's losing it. I've never seen her like this, and it worries me. She's been blowing up my phone about how she loves me and can't imagine a life without me. But honestly, this whole thing has soured me, and I'm struggling to see any way that will continue this relationship. OP, your girlfriend's reaction was really bizarre, so I went through the comments trying to find a comment that made sense of this, and I think John Takitas came up with a really good response. I read the original and hoped for an update. I bet she asked around, and all her friends told her she was completely nuts. She was embarrassed, so she refused to talk about it. Either way, good on you for drawing a line in the sand. It needed to be discussed before you moved on. Crazy that even after your ultimatum, she wouldn't talk about it. My 33-year-old wife is denying that we're married and wants to be called my girlfriend. I'm confused. 
My wife and I have been married for four years now, coming on five. We've generally had a good relationship and a good marriage. We had a reasonably expensive wedding, which we're still paying for now. I get the bill every month to prove it. My wife took charge of planning the wedding, so it was to her tastes. She seemed to enjoy it at the time, and for the first few years of our marriage, she would look back at the wedding with me happily and without issues. In recent months, I've noticed my wife's attitude to our wedding and our marriage itself shift. It began by her, I thought jokingly, referring to herself as my girlfriend. She told me to buy her a girlfriend card for Valentine's Day rather than a wife one, for example. I thought she was just playing around at first, but this behavior has only escalated. Two months ago, my wife stopped wearing her wedding ring. I was understandably upset and asked her if there was something wrong. She told me everything was fine and she just doesn't like the sensation of jewelry on her hands. My wife has never liked rings and jewelry, so this could be the case. But when we're with friends, my wife will get upset if I talk about her as my wife rather than just a girlfriend. She'll go so far as to interrupt me if I'm telling a story to correct me on our relationship. Initially, this was something our friends laughed at, but now everybody finds it understandably awkward. One of our friends was talking about their own wedding, which is scheduled for early next year. They asked for advice from my wife about how she'd planned ours, and my wife responded with, What wedding? When our friend continued talking about the table decorations my wife had used, my wife visibly teared up in front of the whole group and had to step outside. Later that evening, I asked her directly if she has a problem with our relationship or if I'm doing something wrong in our marriage. She assured me that everything is fine between us. From my perspective, outside of this issue, our relationship is as strong as ever. We're considering kids in the near future, our passionate hugging life is great, and my wife recently suggested we get matching tattoos as a renewal of our love. Is there advice anyone can offer on why my wife might be acting like this and what I should do? So down in the comments, it's like a 50-50 split between your wife is having some sort of mental breakdown, she needs a psychiatrist right now, or your wife is having some kind of medical issue, she needs a doctor right now. Specifically, I'm going to refer to this post by Runny Babbitt. It could be a brain tumor. This happened to a friend of mine and he started losing parts of his memories. He had a tumor the size of a kiwi they had to remove. Edit, the fruit kiwi, not the bird. And then another reply from Austin Amatic. This is the exact way my friend's mom was acting. They took her to the doctors eventually when it got really bad and found out she had a tumor pressing on some part of her brain. It was like she was transported 20 years into the past, but only in her head. She would start acting shy around her husband because she didn't know if he had a crush on her or not. They've been married for 15 years. I don't want to make light of that story too much, but I've got to say that's also kind of cute. She's been married to a guy for 15 years, and when she forgets she's married, she instantly gets a crush on him. That's just adorable. And then this commenter posted an update that the mom went through surgery and she came out okay and got her memories back. Well, most of her memories. Austin Amatic writes, An even creepier fact is that if you ask her about specific things that happened while she had a tumor, she can remember them. But if you ask her to bring up these memories on her own, she can't remember the entire year. For example, my friend's cousin graduated in August, so if I ask, what important event happened in August, she'll say, I have no idea. What happened? But if you ask her like this, she will remember. Do you remember Joey's graduation in August? OMG, yes! The whole family went, and Ruth almost fell down the stairs because it was raining. The brain is a weird thing. 
I'm a 28-year-old female, and my dog attacked my stalker after he broke into my house. Now, my 32-year-old sister-in-law says that my dog is too dangerous to be around my 4-year-old niece. I feel like I'm going crazy. This is kind of a complicated story, but I'll just get into it. I used to be in this controlling, kind of abusive relationship. When I finally broke it off a year ago, my ex started showing up places trying to get me to take him back. Eventually, it developed into full-on stalking. He would show up at my work and took to just waiting outside of it after he was banned, leave notes on my car when I was at the grocery store, leave all kinds of flowers outside my house, and then stick angry notes on my door after he saw me throw them in the trash, and wrote me all kinds of weird obsessive emails and letters. I've had to change my phone number three times. This behavior escalated over time and got scarier and more threatening. In one instance, he started a small fire in my driveway, but the police couldn't get enough evidence connecting him to it. It was after that instance that I put cameras in my yard. I previously only had them pointing at my doors. I was horrified to learn that the police couldn't do anything about any of this until my stalker was actually caught doing something illegal, like breaking into my house, at which point I might already be dead. I decided I wasn't spending the rest of my life waiting for the other shoe to drop, so I got a handgun and a concealed carry permit, took some self-defense courses, and started doing strength training. I also looked into getting an attack dog, but after all the money I'd sunk into my other methods of protection, they were prohibitively expensive. So I went to my local animal shelter and got the scariest, meanest looking dog I could find. This is where Thor comes in. He's a 100-pound American bulldog, looks like he'd rip your throat out on sight, but is basically a gigantic teddy bear. He loves every person he's ever met, is incredibly sweet and gentle with my 4-year-old niece, enjoys other animals, and even loves the mailman. I just kind of accepted that he probably wouldn't do anything to protect me from my stalker, but it didn't matter that much because having such a huge dog made me so much more confident. I brought Thor everywhere I could and was working on getting him trained enough to be an emotional support animal so I could bring him inside places with me. Last month, I woke up in the middle of the night to Thor whining. I was groggy and thought he had to go to the bathroom, so I got out of the bed and opened the door. At that point, my house alarm went off and pretty soon after that, I was face to face with my stalker. I started screaming and went to run for my gun. Before I could do anything though, Thor ran across the room in full attack mode. The memory is really blurry for me, but there was blood all over my living room and I remember my stalker was eventually able to escape, at which point Thor chased him outside and then came back to me. When the police showed up, they said Thor was a hero who'd probably saved my life. I don't want to list what they found in my stalker's car after they caught him, and I'm still shaking a little as I type this, but I'm sure he was going to bring me somewhere and kill me. It looks like he's going to prison for a long time though, so my nightmare is over. Pretty much everyone in my life thinks Thor is a hero, except my sister-in-law. She and my brother have a four-year-old, and she says that she doesn't want Thor around the child anymore. She says since Thor snapped in the past, he could do it again, so he's not safe to have around kids. We used to see each other a few times a week before she decided Thor was dangerous. The way she words this makes me really angry because Thor didn't snap. He saw a stranger break into his home, heard his owner scream in terror, and reacted to defend me, himself, and his house. 
Nothing about that screams dangerous around children to me, unless my niece is also going to break into my house and threaten me. This is also a very emotional issue for me, because Thor isn't just a dog to me. He's my safe place, my hero, the one who protected me and kept me safe when no one else could. I've also gotten increasingly anxious since this happened, and I can't go anywhere without Thor. I barely leave my house, pay to pick up my groceries from the store instead of going in because I know Thor isn't allowed inside, and all my friends know that if Thor isn't welcome in their house, I'm not coming either. I'm really going through it, and I'm working with a therapist to overcome this. Luckily, my office is still fully remote, but I need to be able to go back to work once we're in person again. But I really, really need my brother and sister-in-law's support. I think my sister-in-law thinks I'm just pouting, and that's why I won't just leave the dog home and come over without him. I don't know how to explain to them that the fear hasn't stopped just because my stalker is in jail. It's actually a lot worse than it was before. I've already suggested they come over and I create Thor, but that wasn't good enough for her. What can I do to make her understand the situation better? OP, I agree with you. Your dog is absolutely a hero. But that being said, I definitely do understand your sister-in-law's hesitation about your dog. A hundred-pound dog who attacks someone with a four-year-old is not a good match. I mean, I definitely agree that your dog defending you is an extenuating circumstance, and I don't think your dog is hostile or aggressive at all. That being said, your sister-in-law is going completely overboard. I mean, she's not even willing to let you crate the dog? That's completely unreasonable. I think my recommendation would be to start working with your brother to build trust, and then together the two of you can start bringing the sister-in-law into the house. There has to be a compromise that allows you to be with Thor, but also see your brother and his family. My 32-year-old wife has been having an affair, and I'm broken. I'm a 30-year-old male, and I got married with my wife in September of 2018 after being together for three years. Right before our honeymoon, we bought a house together in Virginia and, after we got back, pulled our remaining money and time to completely redo her old starter home in Maryland and sold that in early 2019. We both work full-time jobs in Virginia. I make pretty good money. She makes even better money. My wife, let's call her Katie, decided to pursue an MBA and started last fall. She had an educational trust that her parents started for her and, therefore, didn't ask me for any financial assistance. However, because I saw how time-consuming the MBA was on top of her already large professional workload, I took it upon myself to take care of everything related to our still relatively new home, including dealing with contractors, managing all our bills, maintaining the house, taking care of our dog, purchasing and assembling furniture, yard work, cooking, cleaning, laundry, and hosting and entertaining her family that insisted on coming over at least two weekends every month. Lately, Katie's been unhappy with our relationship, complaining that I wasn't spending enough quality time with her and not making her feel wanted. I tried to argue several times that between her work and studies and my work and home responsibilities that there simply wasn't very much time to spend together in general. We frequently wouldn't even eat dinner until 9 or 10 at night, and I would either need to bring her a meal to her home office, or we would quickly eat together and she would return to schoolwork or study to percolate in group projects and sessions. She would argue back that the things I was doing around the house were simply my responsibility as a husband and that while she appreciated it, it didn't count towards me trying to maintain or build our relationship. We'd also been arguing a lot about other things and combined with the lack of free time would be intimate maybe once a month. But after one particularly emotional and drunken conversation about three or four weeks ago now, I avowed that, despite what I already thought was prioritizing her needs, that I would go even further. I began to take off work. 
I, unlike her, still had to go in during COVID, or go in late or leave early, stop seeing friends, skipped workouts, and would even wait until she was occupied with something else to even take a shower. All so I could spend as much available time as possible with her in between her obligations. As a result, things seemed to be slightly improving between us. And now we arrive at last Wednesday. We have a tablet in the kitchen that I primarily use for recipes. As I was finishing up, the tablet began pinging nonstop, and I checked out what was happening. As it turns out, the tablet is linked to her Google credentials, and I first saw an ongoing Hangouts conversation between Katie and a friend, discussing what to do about someone's wife who had come to our house that day while I was at work. Scrolling through the conversation history, I found more about Katie's lack of feelings for me, and the longing and dreaming to instead be with some guy we'll call Luke. Physically shaking at this point, I decided to venture away from Hangouts and open her Gmail, where I found several emails. Going as far back as March between her and Luke, calling each other babe, sweetheart, and my love. Unsure about what to do next, I first took screenshots of everything I could find. Then, stepped outside to call the only person with law experience that I knew, an executive at my company who I'd become friends with. He advised that I immediately confront her, but first call someone to come over to the house to act as a witness in case things became physical, or if she might later try to claim that they did. So I had a friend over in about 20 minutes. I confronted Katie, and she confessed to the relationship and admitted that they had been intimate several times over the past four months, both at hotels and in our home. Now completely distraught, I tried to maintain my composure and asked her to leave. She stayed at a hotel for two nights, then, despite my protest, came home on Friday, stating this was her house too. She insisted on talking when she returned, and not having a witness this time, I decided to record the entire conversation on my phone. She tried to reiterate that she had been unhappy, but despite that, she had been reaching out to her friends and mother about suggestions and resources she could use to help our relationship, even though I had suggested counseling in the past, but she refused. She tried to tell me that she made a mistake, that she had already broken it off with Luke a week ago, that I was the only person she wanted to spend her life with, and the only reason she hadn't told me about it was because her friends had advised her not to. She also said that if we truly love each other, that divorce was a mistake, and that we should be able to get through anything. I replied that love is worthless without trust, and then said that if she insists on staying here, to please stay in the guest room. Obviously, free usage of her home office in the guest bedroom, but to please stay out of her bedroom and bathroom unless telling me first. So, now I'm here, sitting in my house alone with just my dog. Her and her aunt, uncle, and cousins are currently at our neighbor's house for a barbecue. They don't know what she did. I can't bear to go over there because I don't want to talk or even look at Katie, much less pretend in front of a bunch of people that nothing happened. 90% of me wants to get a divorce, but despite her feelings, I was very happy with the life we were building. We had even been talking about getting pregnant by this time next year. But no matter what I decide to do, I know I don't want to make that decision without getting more information about what I can do, what might end up happening if we proceed, and I definitely want to talk to a few Virginia lawyers to protect myself. We only have one joint account with less than $20,000 in it, and the only asset we share is our house. So, that's it. I'm sorry for writing so much. If you've made it this far, thanks for reading. And I would really appreciate any and all insights, suggestions, or advice. I just feel completely destroyed, empty, and alone. Please help me. OP, I hate to be the one who says this, but I think that your marriage is already over. 
I mean, it sounds like you were putting everything you had into this relationship. You were giving her time, attention, taking care of chores, and that still wasn't good enough for her. So she stepped out and slept with another guy behind your back repeatedly for four months. OP, your wife is either lying to you, herself, or both of you. Please do yourself a favor and get out of this relationship because this is not working. That was our slash relationship advice. And if you're on iTunes, then be sure to drop me a five-star review. Or if you're on Spotify, then be sure to follow me because I put out new podcasts every single day.